and, and more details. I mean, it, the footage uh, is incredible. We'll, we'll bring you up to speed uh, on that. And I'm, I'm getting email. Folks, remember, if you want to email me, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then you can just click on um, contact John and it's a direct email to me. But I am, it's interesting. I'm hearing from a number of different people that either go down there in the wintertime or spend a lot of time down there and said that a big concern down in Florida has been all of the older uh, overbuilding, excuse me, overbuilding. And people are buying things sight unseen. And how is this going to be sustainable? And there's just so much building that's going on. And, and, uh, and, and it sounds like it's something that people have been worrying about. So um, I find it interesting. And again, we're going to try to, I'm, I'm going to try to pull up more details about it. This portion of the program is brought by Competition Shooting Supplies. Call them today, 401 401- 727-1716-401-727-1716, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop in and see our friend John Francis, Firearms, Ammunition, Accessories. He also has a good Facebook page. It's Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Your Second Amendment headquarters is at Competition Shooting Supplies. So I want to... um bring you the latest now with the situation just to get an update with this uh, situation uh this is um uh they're, they're trying to reunite families i mean this is brutal because there's so many people that they cannot uh get a hold of survivors and to reunite families with their loved ones who are missing. The Miami-Dade County has a form that tenants are asked to fill out so that all the tenants in this building can be accounted for. Back lives. I can tell you that the hotel that's next to this condo building has also been evacuated as a precaution because they are worried again that the condo building could collapse. We're waiting for Governor Ron DeSantis to speak any moment now. We are told that he arrived in Miami around 11 o'clock this morning. Wow, I mean, that is... um that is absolutely brutal. Now, here's uh, we have a, a officer. Story, 136 sto- uh, unit apartment complex that uh, had sustained a partial collapse. The northeast corridor of the apartment had uh, collapsed, approximately 55 apartment units. Our units uh, began search and rescue efforts. They pulled 35 occupants that were trapped inside the, uh, the building. In addition to those 35, 10 were uh, assessed and treated. Two were uh, transported to various hospitals. Search and rescue efforts are still ongoing. Uh, we do have uh, operations conducting inside based uh, on you know additional intel that we're receiving from uh, resources inside. To again, to kind of echo the, the mayor's words, uh, we have established a reunification center. And if you do have loved ones that are not answering your call, we ask that you do contact the, uh, the phone number that, uh, that's been given to you. 305-614-1819. Thank you. Now, folks, if you look at, and again, good afternoon. Right now it's 111 on this, on this Thursday. And it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. But if you've seen it, it, it looks like a bomb went off on this building. Let me hear a little bit more uh, from the, the scene. Which I had no idea that it would be this kind of collapse. Um, we thought it might have been a balcony or something. When I got out here, it was a catastrophe. Um, we treated, I'm told by our police chief, we treated 10 people after the immediate collapse. Uh, two went to the hospital. Uh, one has died, unfortunately. Um, we have about 15 family units that have been transported up to our community center, and the Red Cross is getting ready to house them in some of our local hotels. We've also got a hotel that's next door. It's not damaged, but it's so close to the building that we don't want to let people go back into that building right now. 
and those people are going to have to find, we're going to have to make other arrangements for those folks until we can confirm that the rest of the building is not in danger of collapsing. Mayor, do you know how many people were inside the building at the time of the collapse? Uh, there's no reason to believe it wasn't substantially full. Now we've got, you know, we've got probably a third or more of the building that is completely pancaked in the back. Wow. I mean, that is, um, let me hear, this is Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, the hours of the morning, uh, we had, there are folks there in Miami-Dade and Surfside, they were immediately um, on scene. I've spoken with both the local mayors, uh, Surfside and Ball Harbor. Uh, we have uh, emergency response personnel dispatched there. Uh, the first responders were able to save a lot of people. Uh, they are going to be going through more, and, um, you know, it's a really, really tragic situation. So we'll hope for the best in terms of additional recoveries, uh, but we are bracing uh, for some bad news just given the destruction that, that we're seeing. So I'm going to be making it down there very shortly, and uh, the state's going to be able to do uh, what we'll be helping out in any way uh, that we can. But but I do think the quick response uh, was very important, and I do think it, it saved lives. So I want to thank the folks for their bravery uh, in doing that. Uh, we've got a great group of folks here today. We have our Speaker of the House, uh, Chris Sprouls. Uh, we have Representatives uh, Yarborough. Mello. Again, that is um, Governor DeSantis. But folks, you're talking like 50 people are still are still missing. And and if you if you saw the building, it it it, it does. It's a 12-story residential building, partly collapsed, but it, it does look like it, it. It reminds me of when you saw Oklahoma City. I mean, it looks like a bomb hit it. Um, let me hear a hallway, and it's a very long a hallway, probably 100 yards, 75 yards, and there was nothing there. It was just a pile of dust and rubble and paint falling from the ceilings. Wow, what a mess. All right, let me hear, um, here's another witness, I believe. Here, I'm, I'm trying to see what's going on. And when I saw the, the building, I, I just couldn't believe myself. It's, like, I'm just hoping that, that I'm dreaming and somebody like, uh, you know, or the alarm like, sounds and, and I'm like, Okay, it's a, it's a dream. It's a bad dream. We have no clue right now. Like we're just waiting as everybody else, and there's a lot of people affected. And you should see the like the tension over there. Like the direct family. For me, they are friends, but they are like family for me. Wow. Whew. Now they have rescued a number of people, but certainly not enough. Certainly not enough. Uh, could take at least a week. Big part of this is they're unsure how many people are, are missing. Wing of a 12-story beachfront condo collapsed. And you heard them mention that it's just built about a year ago. And it's right next to a hotel. And they're not sure exactly if that could have come into play here a little bit. The, um, the devastation of this is... Um, it's really remarkable. Um, again, this just happened overnight. The search is going on. But this is um, this is a real potential. Um, I mean, it already is a bad situation, but potentially even a, um, more, more of a problem, I think than even people are that we know just yet. Now again, we're going to wait and see how many people that could have maybe weren't there, right? Maybe they have gone north or they're just not there. But, um, and that's a problem. Or, you know, this time of year a lot of people are on vacation. So maybe there are some people that, um, that are on vacation and not home. But it's tough when they come into uh, that situ- that type of situation. So other big news, Rudy Giuliani's law license has been suspended. That is not good news. Um, let's see. Oh, I want to hear this. New York Times, uh, the woman that said that um, she found American flags disturbing. She was on Morning Joe. In talking about why crime is uh, Mara Gay, she's a New York Times editorial board member. Why 
why she thinks crime is rising. First of all, uh, the United States has a gun problem, as you so eloquently said. Um, we have too many guns on our streets, and so we need federal action uh, to get them off the streets because individuals... You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. And we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, which is dipetro.com. Time for our legal segment. Joining me right now is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off with this Senator Sheldon Whitehouse story. And especially just some different aspects to... Now, he issued a statement, and Bailey's issued a statement. They're claiming it's not whites only, and they won't release the list of their members but what about the legality of, uh, you know, this does happen. Somebody uh, wants to be a member of a country club and they're denied. Uh, many years ago, there was a famous uh, case with a, uh, a doctor down in Warwick wanted to join War Country Club and they would not allow him because he performed abortions or so forth. They didn't come out and say that. But uh, what about the legality of clubs and then if membership is quiet here we go and uh we're back this should be clean sorry about that folks a little bit of an audio problem i think we have it straightened out i apologize uh sometimes not sure with the technical glitch of it but i'm just going to uh continue to go again right now it is uh 12 18 and this is the 12 19 excuse me it's thursday and it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And we'll um, try to uh, regroup here a little bit. I apologize if we had some kind of a technical problem. But right now, uh, on my end, I'm seeing a nice, clean connection. So we're going to try to just uh, continue like that. And I'm going to uh, continue to remind you folks that, remember, if... Um, if you're looking to have some paving done, contact our friends at J. Perry Paving. They will do a tremendous paving project for you. J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios, J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving. J. Perry Paving. Call them today at 401 401- 732-1730-401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. And remember, if you're a veteran, they have tremendous packages for veterans. No one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. So whether you're a veteran or maybe your parents or grandparents or a friend or relative and they want their driveway paved, have them call J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. Whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway that seems to be ref- needs to be refreshed, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. Check out the benefits of investing in, in uh, asphalt paving, affordable Smooth and safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving is a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs. No matter how big or small, experienced, skilled team provide exceptional driveway asphalting. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. They specialize in laying brand new asphalt pavement, removal, repair, resurfacing. You need a quote? Well, they'll travel to your location, evaluate the work needed, and provide you with a free estimate. Call them today, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry paving well folks good afternoon it's 121 it's john DePietro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm you can always listen online dipetro.com you know there was a uh, interesting piece in the wall street journal 
Uh, despite the advance of culture wokeness, the Democrat Party's progressive wing finds itself embattled on two fronts, each with the same opponent, skeptical voters. In Congress, President Biden's so-called infrastructure bill, the American Jobs Plan, struggling to succeed as the warm-up act for progressivism star attraction. Senate Budget Chairman Buddy Bernie Sanders, six trillion Lollapalooza of spending for everything imaginable. Anticipating the worst, voters produced a 50-50 Senate. Want to get the American's left utopia is on hold in Congress. The second front is as far from utopia as one can imagine. The U.S. has troubled urban centers of violence, homelessness, and homicide. On Tuesday, New York City voters went to the polls in the Democrat mayoral primary. Post-pandemic Gotham. This vote. Before COVID's 19 pandemic closed down the world, New York's annual tourist traffic numbered about 60 million. It's incomprehensible crush of eager humanity. A big reason they kept coming is the way that Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg, how in fact, uh, you know, they policed the city and made it safe for tourists. That obviously has changed. Last week, as the candidates campaigned for mayor, city residents were absorbing the sight caught on video of a hooded gunman in the Bronx shooting at a guy on the sidewalk. The victim collapsed onto a 13-year-old girl and her 5-year-old brother on their way, you can't make this up, to buy candy in the afternoon. Their father was watching from his apartment window. The gunman fired his gun into three piled atop one another. It's a miracle no one died and the kids weren't wounded. The reoccurrence in New York, nauseating incidents like this, is surely the reason Eric Adams, the most unapologetic anti-crime candidate, finished first among 13 in-person voting with more than 31%. Maya Wiley, a defund the police progressive, is in second place with 22%. Mr. Adams won every borough except, of course, Manhattan because New York adopted the arcane system known as ranked choice voting, another progressive innovation. The final winner may not be known for weeks. And yes, Ms. Wiley could become mayor, replacing Bill de Blasio. Listen to this line. As U-Haul Employee of the Year. Progressive governance makes me think of the Wizard of Oz and Julie Garley, Judy Garland. Sing about that place somewhere over the, the rainbow. Um, where trouble melt like lemon drops. Make no mistake, progressives can win elections so long as enough voters think they're living in a lemon drop world. But once in office, progressives don't seem to know how to run anything more serious than a street protest. Boy, I like that a lot. Again, folks, this is um, written in the Wall Street Journal. Two years ago, people of Chicago elected progressive Lori Lightfoot as their mayor. They're still in civil disorder hell. Over Father's Day weekend, 65 people were shot and 10 killed. A woman living in Humboldt Park told the ABC affiliate, I'm scared. I'm getting out of Chicago. It's a wrap. I'm leaving. At an event Thursday, Mayor Lightfoot declared racism is a public health crisis, which continues to rob residents of the opportunity to live and lead full, healthy, happy lives. Days earlier in Portland, Oregon, the epicenter of American progressive misgovernance, the city's entire police riot squad resigned. After a grand jury indicted a member for assaulting one of the city's unending violent protests. Um, in last week's New York mayoral debate, Andrew Yang said people shouldn't have to worry about being assaulted by a mentally ill homeless person. Now common as well in San Francisco and Los Angeles. Needless to say, he spent the next day being told to apologize. Apologize for what? Decades ago, Progressive pushed the unprecedented social experiment known as deinstitutionalization of the severely mentally ill. Hospital beds were never replaced. Promised off-site care, care, care eroded. 
It's a massive policy failure with many of these abandoned, mostly male patients destructively self-medicating on the street with alcohol and heroin. The chance of reversing this progressive experiment is about zero. They'll let it rip. Urban crime? The solution is more of the same failure. Defund the police, deinstitutionalize prisons, and pursue minimus prosecution. Their promised replacement, psychologists, social workers, will never materialize. Today, urban neighborhoods are beset with the abandoned mentally ill and the unrestrained, conscienceless violence of young men in gangs. For some 20 years, the New York City Police Department's fix was hundreds of plainclothes cops trained to identify and arrest guys with guns before they started shooting. It worked until the units were declared illegal or disbanded. The city lived in peace no longer. Waking up at last, President Biden gave a policy speech on crime, essentially ordering various federal bureaucracies to do something about guns. He's taking the battle to innate objects, not the people choosing to commit acts of violence. The journal writes, we've run the experiment across America. Progressive governance is an oxymoron. Their politicians do not know how to govern. Their ideas in our era exist in an over-the-rainbow dream world with no relation to the pedestrian realities of governing, much less protecting life. Now, folks, that is right on the money. Locally need to be reminded of this and the fact that you have progressives on the move. And it is true. No matter where it is, whether it is in Woonsocket or Pawtucket or Providence, they know how to win elections. But I like the line that they really are no more qualified of governing other than just trying to run a regular street protest. They're very good at running elections and they're very good at organizing protests. But that's it. Their ideas don't work. You know, it doesn't if people don't feel safe and and people they um, vote with their feet, people vote with their feet. What do I mean by that? They say I've had enough and I'm moving. They may not be able to vote at the ballot box about how they feel and how they feel on crime. But people vote with their feet. They will move. They'll move if it's not safe. And the progressives are kidding themselves if, in fact, they think that that's not an issue. And that's why it's actually so glorious that in New York City, um, and I hope that this takes off, that this is the real example of when it came down to it, because obviously Manhattan is very, very progressive, the anti-crime candidate won. The top thing on the ballot in New York was not white privilege. It was not let's have more protests. It was not defund the police. The top issue was crime. People don't want to worry about crime. People don't want to live in a bad neighborhood. Now, folks, good afternoon. It's 1.30. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I apologize if we've had some glitches with our audio. I believe it is straightened out. Um, we just never know. And again, I apologize if for whatever reason you were listening and the set, the, uh, the program sounded a little disjointed. Um, it is definitely on my end, but I believe we have the situation straightened out. Now, listen, on this sunny Thursday with a blue sky, and maybe you're out right now driving around and you're listening on either 99.9 FM or AM 1380. And maybe you're on Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see my friend Maria. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. 401-305-3585. It's my health. Where you can buy vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity. It's in that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. We have local products like the Isai, which is the incredible antioxidant, or honey, 
or maple syrup or beef fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, which can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. You know, and I stopped into It's My Health, Marie, who is so far ahead of the curve and ahead of the game, folks. She said that uh, one of the spices that she recommends that people use for cooking are mushrooms that are incredibly healthy for you. And I was just reading, I was just reading the other day that if you put mushrooms into your diet, maybe you put it into your meatball sauce. So maybe you just sprinkle into a few things that you're cooking with. Mushrooms can cut your risk of cancer by 50%. That's how good they are for you. And you can get things like that. And she has children's vitamins. And Marie offers hemp and CBD products. It's my health because it's your health. And here's a great gift. Stop in to It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, the historic white church. There's plenty of parking right there on the side. Uh, look for the blue flag diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, or maybe the next time you're at Davenport Restaurant, pop in. But they... can get a gift certificate for reflexology. Stop it and see our It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call Marie at 401-305-3585, 401-305-3585 for It's My Health. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's John DePietro. It's 1.33 on this Thursday, uh, June 24th. And the big news locally continues to be that uh, Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse has now come out with he is the member. You can read about this. You can read about this on the website to Petro.com where he has um, come out and admitted that he is the member of another whites only club. And this time it's the Ida Lewis Ida Lewis Yacht Club in Warwick, which is, um, by the way, again, folks, these are beautifully situated. To me, it is the definition of, um, uh, you know, you hear the term white privilege. And Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, to me, he is the definition of white privilege. I just want to read Miranda Devine, who's a uh, columnist for the New York Post. FBI tears innocent New Yorkers' life into shreds after January 6th. She writes, Joseph Bolanos was a pillar of the community, president of his Upper West Side Block Association for the past 23 years. Looked out for his neighbors during the pandemic. Dropped off masks, kept extra heaters in his rent-controlled apartment for seniors, raised morale. Weekly street dance show his support for essential workers. Red Cross volunteer after the 9-11 attacks. 69-year-old security consultant once received a police commendation for heroism, saving a woman from being mugged. Unmarried, caring for his 94-year-old mother. Well-loved character, quiet residential area. His neighbors think he's a domestic terrorist. He attended President Trump's rally on January 6th, but he never entered the Capitol. He was in a friend's room at the Marriott, a 30-minute walk away when the Capitol breach occurred. Nonetheless, he was raided in February by the FBI Anti-Terrorism Task Force, handcuffed, paraded, and detained for three hours while his apartment was ransacked with all his devices confiscated. Four months later, he has not been charged, doesn't have his devices back. But his neighbors are shutting him, and he had two strokes from the stress. Um, It's destroyed my reputation, he said. I'm not a violent invader. I do not condone that criminality and violence on January 6th. The FBI told him he was raided because of a tip to the January 6th hotline from a neighbor who said he had overheard him boasting about being at the Capitol. An FBI agent phoned him the Sunday after the riot, left a message, returned the call the next day, but never heard back. At the time, he was staying at his mother's apartment in Washington Heights because she had been moved to rehab. He was facing the difficult decision of whether she should move into permanent care. February 4th, four FBI agents arrived unannounced and interviewed him for 25 minutes. They asked him if he was a member of BLM. Antifa or the Proud Boys. He said no. He told them he caught a train to Washington on January 6th, 
arrived at the Ellipse to meet a friend who had flown from California with a girlfriend to watch President Trump's speech. He filmed the crowd. He said it was friendly, like a political Woodstock. He's a registered Democrat, but calls himself independent at heart. He liked Trump's policies. He was never a Trump fanatic. Strive to keep politics out of his leadership role, knowing his neighbors were completely ultra-progressive. Speech was boring. The day was cold. So at 1240, he and his friends left early, made the eight-minute trek back to the Marriott. That's where they went. That's where they were when the Capitol... Where they were when the Capitol was breached at 1257. So he had timestamp on photographs he took in the hotel to prove it. Once inside the room, was room was taken at 141. Another out the window of the street below was taken at 145. Another photo was taken at 204 inside a hotel elevator. He said that's when they decided to head back to the Capitol to see what happened with the electoral college count. He videotaped the scene as they walked slowly down Pennsylvania Avenue. They were about a mile away when invaders smashed windows and stormed the Capitol. They arrived at the rear of the Capitol at 245. Unbeknownst to him, uh, inside the building, Ashley Babbitt had just been shot. He and his friend stood on a patch of muddy lawn 400 feet from the Capitol taking photos. The riot was all over. Um, there was no hint of violence. If you were shooting a movie at their location, you would have never known anything had happened. No police were there. The only disorder members was a pile of overturned bike racks. In the distance, he could see people climbing a wall of the Capitol, but couldn't process it. I thought, I thought, why are they climbing it? He told the FBI agents all this. He gave them a video compilation of peaceful crowds, told them he could provide more videos from a camera's apartment. They said they would call Monday, but never did. The next Thursday at 6 a.m., he was awakened at his mother's apartment by loud banging. I opened the door. There's 10 tactical police soldiers, and one is pointing a rifle at my head. The battering ram and a crowbar. They also had a search warrant. Uh, they said he was the target subject. The front door of his empty apartment was being broken down, down in a sim- simultaneous raid. The warrant authorized the federal agents seize his property as evidence relating to crimes including obstruction of Congress, civil disorders, conspiracy to impede assault federal agents, interstate travel to participate in a riot, and unlawful entry on restricted buildings or grounds. The FBI ransacked both apartments, upending drawers, trashing his mother's bedroom. He was handcuffed, taken outside to an FBI car, car to be interrogated for four hours. An NBC camera crew had been tipped off, and they were there to film his shame. NBC quoted sources saying charges against him were imminent. The story would be repeated in two local publications. He started feeling sick at 11 a.m., so the FBI called an ambulance. When he was admitted to Mount Sinai, his blood pressure was through the roof, and he had suffered a stroke. The neighbors he had helped all those years have turned their backs on him. One woman who cooked him a nice dinner last Thanksgiving wrote him a nasty note. I hope Antifa gets you. He is bereaved. He has not been charged and says he's committed no crime. But like thousands of other law-abiding Americans went to Washington to see the president speak, his life has been ruined. Hysterical witch hunt for domestic terrorists. The violence that day was terrible. There were those responsible, prosecuted full extent. But the overkill stinks of the sort of political purge seen in communist China. Meanwhile, the violent rioters and looters of the summer love continue to get off scot-free. This is not justice. Now, folks, those that have been following, that is true that they then announced in New York they were, they're no longer going to prosecute all of the rioters and looters from why he was never charged with such as obstruction of Congress. Well, he didn't enter the building, so there's no obstruction of Congress. Civil disorder. Well, there's no proof that he did anything other than stand outside and attend the speech. Conspiracy to impede assault federal agents. There is no evidence that this man and many others, first of all, conspired and or impeded or assaulted anyone. 
It doesn't sound that he got in the way of anything. The thing that is um, is really disturbing, interstate travel to participate in a riot, people were traveling to see the speech. And then that did happen at the Capitol. But so they're saying because he took a train to get down there, that's interstate travel to participate in a riot. That is a joke. Unlawful entry on a restricted building or grounds. Now, again, the Capitol is public property. Uh, there were a lot of people walking around there. There are many people who happened to be in Washington that day that walked by. So they used those warrants to raid not one, but two apartments. They, he has not been charged with any of this. Obstruction of Congress, he didn't obstruct Congress. Civil disorder, where's the proof he did anything like that? Conspiracy to impede assault federal agents, it doesn't sound like this guy who walks with a cane got in the way of anybody. How about this, though? Interstate travel to participate in a riot. His friend's flying in from California. He takes the train down from New York, which is three hours, in order to see his friend. They go to the speech. They leave. They go back to the hotel, and then they walk to the Capitol a short time after that. Now, you know, he wasn't inside. He didn't have riot gear. He wasn't doing anything like that. The The way that they're going after all the people that were... Uh, in Washington on January 6th, I, I'm telling you, it's it's a total disgrace. And, and people are blind to try to continue to insist that, you know, white supremacy is the biggest problem. You know, in South Carolina last night, they were, um, they, last night in South Carolina, they were burning the police station and, and they were having a, uh, a huge, a uh, huge, huge uh, problem last night in South Carolina. There, there's, uh, but, you know, how come those people are allowed to do that? Why is that allowed? So now I just want to also touch on this video that has come out last night of an off-duty police officer is in a white truck. And this was in West Greenwich. Something happened on the highway. He gets out, badge out, gun drawn. The guy's trying to get away from him, an 18-year-old. And then he fired and, and shot the 18-year-old in the arm, who, is, um, who right now is uh, no charges have been announced yet. But And the officer's on administrative leave. But when they flash the, the badge and the gun... Um, I, I, I don't unless they can prove this guy was in some kind of a crime, but I'm I'm still at a loss. Now, again, I know I'm jumping local and folks. Good afternoon at 145. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I just don't know what the crime was. Uh, I'm anxious to hear more about the 18 year old. Was this just a case of road rage? Did something happen between the two of them? Uh, did he feel in danger? Why did he feel it necessary to pull out? And it's one thing to pull out gun and badge, but then another that he actually discharged it. So I, that does not sound good or look good um, in any way because I'm, I'm not seeing, you know, what would be the instance that you need to pull your weapon. Now, there's video surveillance on it. So if, if he says... If, if, if his reply, this off-duty protected officer, is that he thought maybe the guy was going to use his car as a weapon, he's backing up away from the officer. So he could have gotten his plate. He could have gotten his plate and reported him. Um, he's the one that went uh, leaping out. I have not heard yet if he had called 911 on whoever it was that was driving. But this story last night, this was in West Greenwich, an off-duty Pawtucket police officer shot an 18-year-old in the arm who was in his car. Um, and so that, I, I don't know what exactly is, we need to get more information on this. But what we're hearing right now, it certainly sounds like there was some kind of altercation on the roadway. 
and then it ended up off the exit. Folks, right now at 146 on this Thursday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I had a situation where our dryer was not working properly. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be right over. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said... Ryan at 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Also, I had a problem with our oven. What was wrong with the oven? It wouldn't heat up. So, Ryan, that took him about 10 minutes. And then also, he fixed our uh, dishwasher was not working properly. I recognize, folks, during the pandemic, a lot of people let their appliances, they were hesitant, and I get that, to have people come into their home and repair their appliance. So Ryan has been busy fixing like three and four appliances in people's homes. If you have an appliance and it needs to be repaired, he comes right to you. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Someone asked me, now, do I have to bring my washing machine to where he is? I said, no, of course not. He comes to you. Uh, Juan, do I have to lug my refrigerator into his shop? No, he comes to you. Ryan's Appliance Repair. And remember, senior citizens discounts are available. Saturday appointments are available. And all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. So you get a senior citizen's discount. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. What do we say when your appliance is dying? Just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. 401-710-7096. Well, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It's John DePietro. Here I am. There you are. We're all together. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, if you're just putting on the radio and uh, trying to find out, gee, I wonder what's the news of the day. Well, some of the news of the day is Senator Sheldon Whitehouse has disclosed that he's a member of another whites-only club. This time it's a yacht club. And then I have on the website, I found out, it's the Ida Lewis Yacht Club in Newport. So if you're keeping track at home, that's two all-white clubs he's a member of. A Pawtucket police officer is on leave as the attorney general is investigating an off-duty shooting that happened in West Greenwich last night, I will have the video up on the website uh, after this broadcast, sometime after 2 o'clock. Now, also, there is a a building collapse um, in Miami where uh, Condo Hara, there are 50 people missing. Apparently, I, I thought it said two dead, so it's either one or two dead. But the number to watch, because that thing just went down, um, the number to watch is the number missing. Because that either, well, it's it's one of two things, folks. Either the, uh, the death toll is going to rise or more people are going to end up in the hospital. But um, that, is, uh, that is still, it could be up to a week. At least one person has died. Partial building collapse near Miami. So it's um, that story. And also, Rudy Giuliani has had his license suspended uh, over his uh, support. Now, I, again, I'm, a, I'm a, like a many of you. I'm a Rudy fan. But some of the things he was saying in the aftermath of the election, um, as you know, and I want to give credit to our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. saying that some of the things that Giuliani was saying that he, I think Tim's phrase was he, he was like way out over his skis. And some of the allegations that Rudy Giuliani was making, um, I, I don't know if they were true, but he was making them in court. And there, I, I will, you know, we, we know that obviously President Trump 
was reliant on a lot of these claims. And so whether it is Giuliani and Linwood and Sidney Powell, um, at some point they need to um, they need to deliver on some of these things. Now, some of the headlines, Democrats are raising their stance on voter ID, seeing Republican led voting measures as a big threat. See, you know, they've been against voter ID. And now they're, oh, wait a minute, maybe it is unsecure. Maybe you don't have a fear election if that happens. Now, folks, other big news on this Thursday, we have a deal. Biden agrees to bipartisan infrastructure compromise. He's going to speak at 2 o'clock. President Biden signed on to Senator's plan $570 billion in new spending in roads, internet, electric utilities, and other projects. We're going to learn more about that as the afternoon goes on. Also... Uh, Nancy Pelosi said she would create a select committee to investigate the January 6th Capitol attack. I am willing to bet Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline will be one of those. Of course, he wants to be on the committee. Now, as far as the situation in Miami, rescue teams are scouring this collapsed Miami building. One person killed 51 unaccounted for, but that does not mean they're missing. So because some of the people may have, you know, gone into who knows, they could be traveling, they could be away on vacation. So we're not exactly sure uh, what that means. But that so far, that is um, that's not good news. But that is definitely a story to watch. And again, if you if you've seen the footage of it, folks, it's it's just terrible. Uh, the way that that the building, it, you know, it is. It looks like a bomb went off on that building and you'll see it. And there's going to be more news on that as the day goes along. I want to remind you again, folks, good afternoon. It's one fifty-three on this Thursday and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Hello. Uh, weekdays 11 to 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now you can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. And I also, um, at the website where we have exclusive stories that you will not see anywhere else, and exclusive video as well, it's brought to you by Allstate Lock. I want to appeal to you on this Thursday. You want to make sure you need to protect yourself, your family, your home, your business. You'll, you need Allstate Lock. Call them today at 401 349 or online at allstatelock.com. Now, you can link right through to them on my website. So let's just say right now at 154 on this Thursday, and you're in the car, and you're thinking, you know, I could use some security cameras. Or maybe yet you want to explore getting some security cameras for your home or for your business. And you're not sure you can remember the name of the phone number. If you at least remember to go to my website and then you scroll down a little bit, you will find I have a direct link right to Allstate Lock. to depetro.com you can scroll right there and find all state lock and online at allstatelock.com well folks good afternoon it's 155 it's john depetro on am 1380 and 99.9 fm so coming up you're going to hear the two o'clock news and then it'll be the john dion program in the two o'clock news what you're going to hear is more on this building collapse in miami you're also going to hear more about this infrastructure deal that President Biden has signed. You're going to hear that Rudy Giuliani is having his law license suspended. Close to home also, I didn't get a chance to um, get into it, but yesterday Channel 12 came out with a story. Folks, the, the numbers in the Providence schools for truancy are just, they're, they're mind-numbing is what they are. Um, there's, there's no way, you know, for all this talk about coming together and they laid off the truant officers. What's the point of having all this money for teachers and 
COVID safe and everything else. And they, they laid off the truant officers. 85% of the students at North, Pro, excuse me, Mount Pleasant High School, 85% missed more than um, 20 days during the school year. More than 85%. Some of them would log on, answer a Google question, and then log off, but that counted for a day at school. It's broken. They're not learning. The money needs to be used appropriately. What is the point? It doesn't matter what's being taught in the classroom if you don't have kids in the classroom or you don't have kids logged on. Now, a big part of this, folks, was, you know, the teachers union fighting going back. But the truancy, the uh, chronic truancy of the Providence schools, you know, more than 50 percent of the students missed are chronically truant. Meaning chronically absent, they call it, excuse me, that they miss more than 50% of the school year. Oh, excuse me, 50% are chronically absent. That's what it is. If you miss more than 18 school days, you're listed as chronically absent. And 50% of the entire schools are chronically absent. 85% of Mount Pleasant High School is chronically absent and 75% of three other high schools. It's broken. And then you find out they don't have truant officers. How do you, what, what is the point? If you don't have, you could have the most brilliant teachers, the most brilliant uh, structure, uh, schooling, every, if you could have all those things, if you, if you have empty seats, if you don't have students in the classroom, what is the point? What is the point of all that? There's no point in any of that. So um, that is that is a huge part of the equation and something that that certainly needs to be addressed. Now, again, folks, you can read about it at the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Again, I also uh, want to remind you um, to uh, stop off and see our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Rhode Island's number one garden center is calling your name. Shop local family-run business, stop off and see them. Well, folks, it's 159. It's Thursday. It's John DePietro. Again, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. All my social media feeds, if you want to check out the YouTube page or Instagram, you just go log on to the website, DePietro.com. You get great merchandise there. I do want to apologize. We've had some glitches today. Uh, I apologize for making uh, the broadcast a little tricky for our friend Jeff Gamach. Folks, we're going to try to straighten it out a little bit, uh, but there's a lot more news to cover. So keep stay tuned. Coming up, the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. We're coming up the latest on President Biden's massive infrastructure spending and also the number of missing that is going on in Miami with that collapsed building. So we're back tomorrow at 11. Enjoy your WNRI Winsocket. WNRI.